Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of A Better Normal is made possible with PLDT Home Biz. Get fiber fast connection for your biz at home. Anong paborito mong binili ngayong pandemic? Was it a bag made by local weavers? A tumbler that not only keeps your drink hot or cold for a longer amount of time, but is reusable too. Maybe sneakers na for every pair they donate another one to a child in need. When we couldn't get our goods and services from the mall for almost two years, it seemed like micro, small, and medium enterprises, with a purpose, were finally able to have a fighting chance against bigger, more established brands. How has the way we buy things changed? And have MSMEs pivoted to adapt to these new behaviors? Is a more mindful, more deliberate version of shopping possible? Or is it already here? I'm Trisha Aquino, co-founder of Puma Podcast. And in this special series, we take the disruption brought by COVID-19 to consider not just the new normal that awaits us, but a better normal that we might as well work for. In this episode of A Better Normal, we talk about mindful consumption, or consumption with a conscience. It was only 2019 when 20-something Hilder Demetrio learned how to cook. He tried his hand at baking and decided he would start by mastering something difficult. His favorite pastry since he was a teenager, the croissant. Ambitious ako. Sabi ko, sige, try ko croissant. Tapos, in-ask yung mom ko to get yung friend niya na chef to teach me how to make croissants. So, ayun, through some formal classes and a lot of trial and error on our own. And YouTube Academy. And YouTube Academy. <laughs> naman namin. And, ayun. As an architect, Hilder would share his creations with his office mates and they'd be his skinny pigs giving feedback on where to improve. By the end of the year, his experiment had led him to quit his job to focus on baking and selling these croissants. And by the start of the pandemic in 2020, he and his partner Jason Saw, who's an ophthalmologist, had launched Butterboy Bakery. And their tagline is, I'm no pastry chef, just a pastry gay. Here's Hilder again. Butterboy is a small bakery that focuses on technique, with local ingredients to create good but affordable croissants. So, yung croissants kasi, di ba, parang kilala siya something very fancy and upscale and expensive. So, we're trying to make it more casual para ma-spread namin yung joy of buttery croissants. So, ayun, yun yung pinaka-spirit ng brand niya. And here's Jason. Uh, basically, uh, we try to take a fancy na French uh pastry off its pedestal para maging uh, less intimidating to share to more people. Kasi gusto namin mapamura yung croissant para more people can afford it and gusto rin namin support yung local industries na 
nagmi-mill ng flour, or nagmi-mix ng butter, gumagawa ng milk powder. So, we canvas for local ingredients. Actually, even the produce sa mga fillings namin na fresh, um, locally grown naman siya, hindi imported. So, inarap namin ano yung enjoyable na features ng isang croissant. Tapos, nag-focus kami on optimizing. Parang, parang medyo engineering work. Nain-optimize namin yung croissant, the Filipino palette. Crispy and buttery croissants, pan chocolate with just the right amount of sweetness, queen aman na hindi mo alam kung paano i-pronounce pero dahil gusto mong ma-order, kakayanin mo. Butterboy serves all these and more for pre-order online. Or if you're lucky, you could snap up a box of assorted pastries should there be extra baked goods for the day. They've also been able to launch a physical space in Quezon City recently. In Hilder's words on Instagram, a quote, Cafe na tamang mix ng eclecticism with Baroque, mid-century modern, and contemporary elements. End quote. They bake around 600 croissants a day and now have a following of more than 20,000 on IG alone. They've been wowing customers with the classics, but also with more unconventional flavors. Ang pinakauna talaga namin nakakaiba is yung caldereta croissant namin. So, uh, yung caldereta croissant, ano lang siya, a meatball, na beef, then with uh, mechado na sauce, tapos uh, in sandwich form, tapos may sesame seeds on top, tapos top with a pickled uh, sili na pang sinigang. Tapos... Kwenta mo yun. Yung story uh, kung paano natin na-figure out. Ah, kasi yun, dati nagagawa kami ng croissant. Tapos may tira. Tapos <laughs> nagluto kami ng kaldereta sa bahay. Sa kasi stress, tira. stress ako noong araw oh, na yun. Sabi ko, magluto ka ng kaldereta mo oh, kasi masarap yung kaldereta. Mm-hmm. Tapos, ay, kasi sabi niya dati, medyo diet kami noon. So, konti yung kanin. Eh, naubos. Eh, may tirang croissant. Pinamuhin namin. Tapos, sabi, Pinamusimot namin. Oh, talagang pinunas pa yung plato. <laughs> <laughs> Tapos, Uy, sarap. So, okay ito. Bagay siya. Bagay siya. Tapos, uh, two, three days after, uy! Sarap lang, Ben. Sa sobrang nagustuhan ng tao, may mga nagbe-message sa amin sa Instagram, tinatanong kung pwede bang bilhin yung palaman lang. <laughs> so, naging ano, ulam. <laughs> of course, family and friends were their first customers. Word of mouth was a big help as well. And they also placed ads on IG. But they were able to reach a wider audience by being true to themselves and transparent with the people they were speaking to. Here's Hilder. I had like 4,000 followers. And some of them, so friends who are on Twitter, there are followers. So it was having that network on Twitter. But it was just a photo of my croissants. And the caption was, it costs 300 pesos to buy a box of my croissants. But zero pesos to retweet this tweet and you know, support my business. That's <laughs> the next day, 3,000 shares. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's sobrang landmark in the growth of business. Just to make people know that you're a business owner trying to make it work. The context of yeah. the tweet is really from uh, heavy day at work. Pagod din talaga nun. Kasi Parang ipaplato yung sales. Ipaplato na yung sales. So parang I really wanted more people to know. Kasi we're making croissants here. Oh, at saka ganun kami nagbe-believe na talaga please tikman yung croissant namin dahil may something kami to share. Uh-huh. Maganda. 
With that one tweet, suddenly they had a hit. Their production practically tripled in two weeks alone. Their staff grew to accommodate the demand, and sales have just climbed since then. Butterboy's experience as an MSME that has thrived during the pandemic is just one example of many. I talked to Minette Lagman, a content strategist who specializes in doing public communications for brands. She works at Propeller, where their team looks at new and innovative ways for brands to speak to their market in the digital space. And what Minette has seen is that MSMEs have been really good at capturing local markets. The best edge that MSMEs have actually is targeting to a niche community of audiences and marketing to alternative shoppers, which actually like is a trend that's going on now. There are studies from McKinsey that show that in 2022, a big part of consumer trends will be alternative shoppers or alternative purchasers where I guess multiple factors given like the accessibility of the internet, there is also more streamlined logistics for mga online shopping or e-commerce, as well as, of course, limited access because of the pandemic. People are actually looking for easier ways to access commodities. Itong alternative shoppers na to, they see more value in purchasing from a small brand than a bigger, more established one. Of course, because like nung pandemic, there was also a movement that to support local small businesses, right? Since they were the most hard hit. They could appeal to masses na, hey, maybe you can support small businesses for now because mas ramdam namin yung effects ng pandemic versus the bigger brand. At nakita naman natin, di ba? A lot of these MSMEs started as pandemic hobbies. It is precisely this that allows them to have a niche community with whom they share values. Kasi sino ba yung una nilang bibentahan? Family and friends, of course. These are the people who know them intimately, who know their story. Any brand will need to establish that emotional connection with their audience. And small businesses had that edge because they already began talking to the small communities within their immediate reach. And with social media, it's become easy for MSMEs to get information out there and find audiences who share their purpose and beliefs. Minette says it's important for enterprises to nurture these niche communities as well as involve these communities as they continue their operations and market their products and services. That's because shoppers today are buying more and more based on the values they hold. They've become skeptical of businesses who say they support certain advocacies but don't follow through. The good thing about small businesses in this sense is that they can easily establish communities because they're right there in engaging, they're dialoguing with their communities, but they're also actively working towards building better solutions for their communities. Like, for example, let's look at the brands for coffee. Uh, when the pandemic started, we thought we were very nervous about the coffee scene here in the Philippines and how it was going to survive. Because coffee is such a personal experience, it's a social experience. It's kind of like your second spaces na. You interact, you have to be in person. And part of the experience also of coffee is the ambience of the of the store. Thankfully, they found an entry point with the cyclists. It was great of them to pick up on the notion na, hey, maybe these cyclists would need mga stops because some rides are longer than others, diba? They saw cyclists as a potential market and they met the target market where they're at in the sense na they adjusted by providing curbside solutions, curbside coffee. In short, 
these coffee entrepreneurs listened to their clients and they adapted to their customers' needs. We've talked about the importance of listening to your clients. Hindi lang one way ang conversation. Brands shouldn't just impose their messages on their audience. For Butterboy, it was important to improve their customer service through social media. Minsan kasi, Hilder admits, it would take a week for him to reply to messages sa sobrang niyang busy sa kusina. Now, they have staff to manage his side of the business. And satisfied customers have helped spread the word through their own social media accounts as well. Our customers have supported us over some more established brands kasi we've formed a more personable relationship with them through customer service and seeing them personally when they pick up or dine in, ayun, nagkakaroon ng mas personal na relationship with a brand. Ayun nga, tao din yun na sa logo, di ba? So, it's important to have a human aspect. For a small business, syempre, mahirap rin talaga mag-meet sa demands ng people and minsan hindi rin talaga maiiwasan magkamali. And very blessed kami for having customers na medyo mauunawain. Marami na diniretso na lang sa amin yung complaint. Tapos, minsan, talaga lalo na nung tatlo, dalawa pa lang kami, may kulang na tinapay. Nagkakamali kami sa pakin. Yung mga gestures na sabihin na next time na lang, um, next time na lang yung tinapay na yun sa next na order ko. Huwag mo na i-refund. Doon pa lang eh, parang, oh, nakakatawa na ang bait, di ba? Oh, and kapag may customer na medyo mag Uh, attitude from the customer service and show them kindness na mabait. Magano eh, parang mahihiya din sila to be ano, mag-attitude. <laughs> Para, kasi yun nga, parang kindness will most of the time solve with a tense situation. Yung brand namin, mostly foundation, para siyang communication. Ito, hindi lang yung sa tingin namin, kung ano ang brand namin, pero kung anong sa tingin ng customers namin, kung ano yung brand namin. And we respond. More than our customers, uh, ngayon namin na-realize na ngayong nagpapasweldo na kami na may staff, na talagang ang value namin is, talagang, ayun, i-value rin yung mga staff namin for what they are worth. Na kung yung skills nila at doing these tasks. So, I think fair yung wage namin, tapos talagang, kaya kami nagpa-stay in ng mga staff namin kasi inisipin talaga namin yung commute nila, lalo na nung pandemic, na sobrang hirap mag-commute. Naalala ko nung dalawa pa lang staff namin, si Charlie at saka si um, Joe. Hatid sundok pa namin sila pag uuwi sila kasi uh-huh. sobrang takot kami. Uh-huh. Itagang batasan hill sila, sampalo kami. <laughs> so talagang hindi, pero sa inisip namin hindi, alaga namin kayo kasi alam namin, hindi namin kaya. <laughs> Uh, alam namin na ano na baking working on a production floor is very demanding yeah. heavy so we appreciate naman yung value ng labor the future looks bright for butterboy and you get the sense that it's not just the co-owners Hilder and Jason as well as their staff who are behind its success Parang may stake o may ownership, in a way, yung customers mismo. Paano ba kasi naiiba ang clients of today? What do we know about these younger patrons? Well, as we talked about earlier, consumers are showing more interest in businesses that align with their values. 
Gen Z in particular is accelerating this trend. Pero it's the millennials who sparked a values-first kind of consumption or ethical consumption. Because they were born in relative prosperity, millennials are pretty idealistic. Gen Z naman, being born into the internet, use technology to look up more information and in turn, they educate others about causes that are important to them. Sabi nga nila, research, research din pag may time. And in fact, sabi ni Minit, tumaas ang searches for eco-friendly brands from 2018. And this interest has been sustained. This is also fueled by their high awareness of the climate crisis. A lot more consumers, especially Gen Z now, believe that whatever they consume or their decisions in consumption will have an impact to help possibly reverse or manage the climate crisis. They are acting, but they are also calling for more accountability for brands. They want brands to be authentic and practicing what they preach. They also don't look at price so much as uh, millennials do. If a brand is showing that they are aligned with their values, Gen Z has no problem investing in luxury. They consume to self-express, number one. They also consume more to access rather than own. What we've also seen on social media is that brands are giving their patrons more behind-the-scenes access into how they operate. We become familiar with the faces of the team behind the business, and we see how our items are made. Apart from being socially responsible, Gen Z is actually also expecting brands to show their personality. And that's where humanizing your brand comes into play. You would need the personality for someone to actually relate to you and want to express their identities as their own with the help of your brand. So that's why these stories about how you do your business, what goes into a product, how it's made, um, where are you sourcing the materials from, they're very particular about that. And again, since they have more access to information, they will search for that information. And if they see any form of disconnect, you will lose Gen Z. Of course, the research Minette has cited looks at markets with purchasing power. Marami pa rin namang consumers na ayaw bumili ng mamahalin. Therein lies the problem in terms of making sustainability accessible because research and development that goes into creating sustainable alternatives and solutions, processes, takes a lot of resources. Brand would naturally offset that cost in prices of goods when they hit the market. So, sino mag adjust We'll leave that for you to think about. This episode was made possible with the support of PLDT Home Biz. It's amazing what new things we can discover every day thanks to technology. Like how consumers are able to patronize local, handmade, and socially conscious goods. Likewise, local crafters are able to show off their skills with behind-the-scenes videos and reach potential customers from far and wide with the power of a post. Empower your MSME with fiber-fast broadband from PLDT Home Biz. For just 2,099 pesos a month, you get 24-7 unlimited 100 Mbps of fiber-fast internet, access to e-commerce partner solutions to keep your business running smoothly, and a free backup internet or a prepaid Wi-Fi unit to make sure you're always there for your loyal customers. Visit www.pldthome.com/biz to make the best out of your home biz. 
Now that we know what drives consumers these days, let's get to the question we always ask our guests on this show. What is their idea for a better normal? Let's start with the better normal for the customer side. Uh, for the consumer side, number one is that don't compromise your beliefs. If you can't find the solutions with the bigger brands, I'm sure there are a lot of niche brands out there that are able to meet those demands. Number two, practice due diligence and really try to learn about how a product is made, what goes into the product, who makes the products, are they being compensated fairly, are labor practices morally and ethically sound. Third, I think if purchasing on your own is difficult, you can also look into sharing. Also look into giving second chances to products like thrifting has become more and more popular not just in the sense of clothes, but also in appliances. There are different thrift stores out there. Humble, I think. Better consumption is really looking at the whole production and life cycle of a product. What about a better normal for the business side, our MSMEs? Number one, active listening to your consumers. That's because your new market is looking for dialogue not just information after information about your product. They're looking for you to participate in the issues that they are concerned with. Second of all, we're seeing more in brand-to-brand collaborations, not just in the production sense, but also in the marketing sense. Like It's actually better for small businesses to look into the micro or nano influencers to collaborate with. And they're much more accommodating to brands that, are genuinely in touch with what they believe and what their audiences believe. Third, I think just really have the courage to stand up for something because it pays off. I also talked to Hilder and Jason about this. As both consumers in the sense that they choose the suppliers for their ingredients and businesses in the sense that they sell pastries, what does a better normal look like? I think we're beyond the discussion of ADA, but I just buy what the essentials. Because it's not that utilitarian value every single purchase that you make. Because it's also important to recognize the value of joy. I think that's very mindful because it's also mindful of yung higher needs mo for. Para ayon, al- alam mo may value ang, ang cake na bilin mo kasi deserve ko. Kasi kailangan, kasi I've been through a tough day and I need something to make me smile, gano'n. So, yun, mindful consumption is being mindful about the value something brings you, be it something utilitarian or something more fleeting like joy or yun nga, ma, may parang spiritual value sa'yo, parang gano'n. Tapos, I think another meaning then could be being aware of the people you support through patronizing their products. Kasi, may politics na dito, supporting a business means supporting the actions of its business owners outside the business. So, it's a bit tricky, especially for me to be saying it at this time, pero it's true na purchases are political. I mean, ikaw, ultimo ikaw, toothpaste pa nga lang, parang may isa kang brand na gusto kasi alam mong minamanufacture siya ng isang okay na company. Yeah. Actually, kanina, na-realize ko, supplier namin is... Of, is of questionable integrity. So parang, well, hindi naman personal supplier namin, pero like, the owner ng brand, yun din. Ang tamit things to weigh that choosing support. Kasi baka mamaya, ito rin naman talaga yung 
best na item for the purpose. Lahat yun nagpa-factor in. Hindi naman kailangan na definite yung answer natin. Pwede rin these are the things that we are thinking about or these are the things that we're considering. I haven't really decided yet. There you Kasi they're also supplying jobs naman. Yeah. It's just uh, medyo questionable yung integrity ng big bosses nila. Pero yung product nila has been performing good para dun sa item namin. So parang ang daming things to consider. Mm-hmm. I think yun, yun mismo yung consumption with the conscience or mindful consumption is actually pausing and considering where the product comes from. And I think very important at this time talagang mindful consumption kasi ayun, parang dito tayo sa medyo malapit sa breaking point ng, <laughs> ng world in terms of everything like politics and climate change. So, <sighs> Hindi ko alam. Pero at the same time, dapat hindi naman consumers yung nag-iisip nito. <laughs> dapat yung policy makers. Parang ako nga, masaya nga ako kung mapaprompt din yung listeners na mag-isip. Makatulad ng ginagawa natin ngayon na parang ina-examine din natin yung behaviors natin and iniisip natin kung ano ba yung best na pwede kong gawin or piliin or bilhin given these parameters or given my priorities or the values that are most important to me. Mahirap din naman na sa bawat item, lahat ng boxes ma-tick, di ba? Fair ko lang din. Kanina, nung nalaman ko nga, <laughs> yung isang ingredient namin, yung manufacturer na owner, is medyo questionable. At tinanong ko na yung mom ko, Ma, hala, si ano pala, ganito, si ano ba? Ganyan. Ako kasi, anak, I don't really mind who owns who. I just mind how the product delivers. So parang nakita mo dun yung generational differences in consumer behavior na yung mom ko, I guess, dahil Gen X siya, medyo jaded na rin siya with being conscious about everything na gusto lang niya isipin how it delivers. Ako, medyo dun pa ako sa introspecting na what does my purchase say and what does my purchase ripple out into the world? So, adon ako sa side ng millennials. Gen X. Gen Z pala. So, no, wala na. Wala na. Wala na. To be fair din naman, kung hindi talaga masarap yung croissant, kahit ano pa yung politika yan, hindi ko yan pipilin. Kahit aligned kami. Sorry. Um, I wish you the best. Again, I'm Trisha Aquino, co-founder of Puma Podcast. You've been listening to A Better Normal. This episode was produced by myself. It was edited by Carl Sayat. If you have thoughts or questions about what we've discussed, or if you have ideas for A Better Normal, leave a comment on the Puma Podcast Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash pumapodcastph. We'd love to hear from you. Follow A Better Normal and Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po.